Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the finale of Week 5. In Monday Night Football, well, there's a decent game. It's a seven-point spread, but a decent game in terms of some exciting players on each side of the ball. And anytime you get Lamar Jackson on a showdown slate, it's usually some fireworks. It's usually Lamar Jackson captain season, and at the very least, 90% owned season. And some people try and get cute and fade him, and those people are probably rooting for a Lamar Jackson injury for that to actually be meaningful and actually work when the guy has a 26 implied team total. And because of that, those people are straight ass. But, 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 but if that's you, don't worry. It's not a personal insult. It's just, it's just true. If you're rooting for injury, you're an asshole. But let's get into this slate tonight with the position by position, basically player by player breakdown on exactly where the showdown slate goes. I have the player projections already done today. We have ownership projections. We have an optimizer for tonight. We have everything possibly. It's all loaded over on Patreon. If you're not already a part of the community, consider joining. And you should. You should also consider and you should also tap the, as it comes up, subscribe button. So with that, let's transition nicely into the players today. And you can see I don't have the yes, nos, and maybes up yet because we're going we're gonna to hold your attention here. We're going to go player by player and exactly give you the, do I like them? Do I have some? of them and am i not really that into them as of now now as always we will be live an hour and a half before the game start we will be live at 6 p.m east coast time because some things will change we will get more news there is a lot of news for this slate there's two major players one major piece of news today that we have to see and that i already kind of have an expectation for and we can talk about that with rashad bateman's active status the rookie for tonight if that is going to be the case if he is taken off of ir before like the 4 p.m deadline but we'll get there when we get there starting up top we're going to go in order of salary lamar jackson yeah obviously he's fantastic he has a 1x multiplier on super draft but he has a 27-team implied total. The guy's averaging 25 fantasy points per game. He has been not only fantastic on the ground, leading all quarterbacks right now with 70 rushing yards per game, and he has six red zone rushing attempts and two, and two rushing touchdowns, but he also has... 270 yards per game so far that is his career high and it's only been four games but 8.7 yards per attempt I mean this is better the numbers that he's putting up right now are matching maybe not on the ground but very close to matching especially when you throw in the passing numbers what he did his MVP season and it's just kind of going under notice because of how many more exciting players Justin Herbert bowling out again uh, yesterday afternoon so Lamar Jackson for me as my highest projected player on the slate by nine fantasy points let me say that again let me say that again for all of you EA balls out there by nine fantasy points Lamar Jackson is my highest projected player on the slate. Normally, my highest projected player is like two more fantasy points than the other quarterback, or maybe like uh, one more point if it's like Devontae Adams than his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Nine fantasy points more than anybody else on the slate. The next closest guy is Carson Wentz. I have Lamar Jackson for over 25 fantasy points right now insane insane difference yes he's in play no i'm not getting cute the only way it doesn't work out for you is if lamar jackson gets hurt and yes you can try and take on that variance and play him or full fade him and hope that tonight is the night that he gets hurt i personally will not be playing my lineups and my money that way now next up is kind of a surprise here in that hollywood brown is the second most expensive player he's the only guy in the eleven thousand dollar range and he's significantly more expensive eight hundred dollars more than carson wentz and then after that he's significantly more expensive than anybody else on the slate over a thousand dollars more than anybody not named carson wentz and it makes some sense from the regards that he has a team high in targets yards and touchdowns on a 25 percent target share but that team high is sort of scaled down because lamar jackson is only throwing 31 times per game it's not like you're getting right now hollywood brown to average 10 to 11 targets per game like a Devonte adams is at these price points right or keenan allen is and even keenan allen's never eleven thousand dollars you're getting hollywood brown's average seven targets per game now he's getting deep targets eight deep targets is top 10 in the nfl he ranks top 10 with 17.2 yards per reception but you should only really expect here from hollywood brown six to eight targets and if if rashad bateman is active today that's a massive upgrade from devin duvernay and james proshice who was seeing six targets last week and 18 routes run it's going to be a massive upgrade one that i would expect and bateman has been practicing and looking really good in practice this week bateman to be active and take a lot more 
more usage in production away than those other guys. So this Hollywood Brown price point, it does only one thing that benefits us. I assume it will limit his ownership because people are just going to easily jump down to Michael Pittman, who is $2,000 less. Michael Pittman, who is $2,000 less seeing similar usage per game in both target share and both targets per game, just not as many air yards and does not have the three touchdowns that Hollywood Brown has. And Hollywood Brown should probably have five if he didn't drop some balls. So I do think you get a lower owned Hollywood Brown, which keeps him in play on a showdown slate. Of course, he's not out of play. A Hollywood Brown seven catch 110 yard game and a touchdown is going to pay off this price tag. Does it happen often? It probably happens a couple times a year. You're hoping that that is tonight. Next up is Carson Wentz here. And Carson Wentz right now is going to have a brutal, a brutal, this isn't even a good pass rush. This is like an average pass rush right now for Baltimore through four weeks. But Carson Wentz, who we expected coming into the year, Carson Wentz in this Colts offensive line to be maybe the best, the best in the NFL. It's not. It is dead last in pass protection through four weeks. That happens when Quentin Nelson gets hurt. That happens when you use, when you lose three offensive linemen before the season starts. Now they weren't all starters, but depth pieces. This is a bad offensive line now. And Carson Wentz is struggling behind it for a guy who needed the offensive line protection. That's a big reason why they signed him. He's only averaging 230 passing yards per game on about 35 attempts per game. He ranks 26th in efficiency with 6.7 yards per attempt. Carson Wentz on the showdown slate remains in play, but he's not a priority for me. He's a decent price point relative to most quarterbacks on showdown slates at 10,200, but he's not even projecting out for 17 fantasy points when most quarterbacks project out for at least 17 or 18. Wentz is in play right now, but there's some other solid options on the slate. And we can get to some of those in a second. Jonathan Taylor is really, he's going to be okay. Jonathan Taylor looks fine. He only ranks number 29 amongst running backs with a 49% snap share. Not good. And even worse, maybe they're just auditioning him for this trade, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack did not play week three. He had his season debut, season debut week two and had 12 snaps. And then in week four, he plays 22 snaps. Now he wasn't all that productive with them, but he played 22 snaps, which only further impacts Jonathan Taylor. And in a game where they're down by seven, maybe even more Naeem Hines in this game's script now as Hines has more routes run than Jonathan Taylor on the year. Taylor, though, even though he only has a 49% target share or 49% snap share right now, he's still seeing 18 opportunities per game. He'll still have a nice run blocking advantage against the Baltimore Ravens run defense that has not been good. I mean, they rank dead last right now in tackling in the NFL. Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU, the second year player, has been anything but paying off that first round pick. He has been not good by any means. So Jonathan Taylor at $9,800. He's probably going to be touchdown or bust, but for the most part, a lot of guys up here are. So he's going to remain in play. Now, a guy that I actually like outside of Lamar Jackson, we can finally get to a guy that I actually like, and that is Michael Pittman, a sleeping giant, a man who somehow does not have a touchdown this year. If you are a Colts fan, if you are anybody who watches tape, you know that Michael Pittman should have three touchdowns at least this year. At least. He has seven red zone targets. He has had three balls where he is open in the end zone, overthrown by him, overthrown, middle of the end zone, wide open, overthrown, back corner of the end zone, wide open, overthrown overthrown by Carson Wentz. These are eventually not all going to be overthrown, especially when you have seven red zone targets through four games. When you start to see two red zone targets a game, it's eventually going to pay off for you, especially when you are as talented as Michael Pittman is. Michael Pittman is operating as the clear alpha X receiver on the outside. He leads the team with 156 routes. He leads this team by more than 10 targets more than anybody else, 10 plus targets more, with 33 targets, which comes out to a 26% target share. I think it's a fine matchup for him, even if he sees some Marlon Humphrey. I think he moves around enough into the slot. He runs a route on 99.3% of his quarterback dropbacks, tied for third in the NFL right now. Michael Pittman at $9,000 is a very fair price point, especially when you consider the price discount off of a Hollywood Brown, the quote-unquote wide receiver one for Baltimore, $2,000 price difference. And he's trailing in this game. Not a good team total, sure. Only projected to score two to three touchdowns is this Colts team with a 19.25 team implied total by Vegas, but still going to play from behind. You would expect the average pass attempts of 35 for Carson Wentz to maybe spike up to 38 to 42, somewhere in that range, which only bodes more or only bodes 
bodes well for a 10 target game maybe for Michael Pittman next up is his teammate here and before I actually get into that I'll let you know the two props I've taken so far today one will be a little bit of a spoiler alert the other one we just talked about since we're there Michael Pittman over 12 and a half fantasy points I have Michael Pittman for 13.6 fantasy points on Patreon you can see all those down below on Patreon but I'll take the over 12 and a half fantasy points on Pittman and then the over 11 and a half fantasy points on Mark Andrews who I have for 13 and a half fantasy points so I actually like the Andrews number on his fantasy points better and then Pittman if you're watching this right now and you have no idea what I'm talking about this is prize picks you just take the over unders on receptions yardage rushing touchdowns passing yards all this stuff it's just player props but the nice thing is you can also take them on the fantasy points and it's not just parlays this is called a flex play so if I get one wrong I get part of my money back right so it's not just a parlay where if you get one wrong you lose the whole bet so I like it a lot and if you want a free bet if you want a free bet from Monday Night Football a risk-free bet up to $100 right now free simple as that take two seconds of your time prizepicks.com Sign up. Use the code SAL. That code SAL will get you the free bet. There's a link in the description. Free bet up to 100 bucks. Let's tail this one. Let's have a community prop. These numbers will change when the game gets closer to lock. So be sure when you're watching this to act on it if you are indeed interested. Take the over on both their fantasy numbers. I like both of those guys as two of my favorite plays on the slate in general, but definitely on the props market. We're going to get to Mark Andrews soon, but first up is going to be Zach Pascal, who is definitely overpriced here at $8,200. And look, he's the wide receiver two on this team. He's ran 152 routes, which has looked very good, but he is definitely 70 more than any other wide receiver on the team not named Michael Pittman and he's seen 21 targets on the year so that, that's pretty decent you're gonna get five targets per game out of him he's only really had though like 45 yards per game he's surviving on touchdowns week one he had the two touchdown game week two he gets another touchdown so at this point the 12.1 fantasy points per game is very touchdown skewed right at this price point at $8,200 I have him for around 10 fantasy points I don't think 10 fantasy points pays off $8,200 so you're going to need to see that touchdown you're probably going to need to have your vintage Zach Pascal game of four catches 40 yards in a touchdown right but since he is involved in the red zone and I expect him to be playing from behind he stays in play just not a priority Latavius Murray is a very interesting name on this slate the price point when you first see it is I don't want to play that guy by any means but then you look into some of the stuff that happened last week now Le'Veon Bell was active for the first time this year and I do expect Le'Veon, Be Le'Veon Bell to see more usage than he did last week when he only saw four rushing attempts and zero receptions on one target but what Le'Veon Bell did do is basically make Devonta Freeman who saw zero touches irrelevant Devonta Freeman only played six snaps last week so maybe Bell cuts a little bit into the workload that Latavius Murray saw last week because Latavius Murray saw 18 opportunities and he ended up running the highest routes run he's ran in the year he's ran 15 routes the first three weeks of the season for Baltimore and then 16 in week four alone so although there was no targets in week four and this team's not going to throw the running back often but you can maybe expect to see one or two targets in this game since he's running more routes so there's a lot of things that can happen here he can lose some work to Le'Veon Bell but even if he loses that work you might still be looking at a touchdown favorite here with a 16 17 carry projection Latavius Murray stays in play but it's tough because he is touchdown dependent like his player props right now are only eight fantasy points on prize picks I'm very tempted to take the over as I have Latavius Murray projecting out right now for 11.7 fantasy points the over looks very good on just a metrics basis but when you think about how he gets to 11.7 fantasy points it is likely touchdown or bust so when you're taking that I'd rather just take the over a half a touchdown so I don't have to rely on the other stuff to happen for him so when you're looking at the props tonight for Latavius Murray there's no touchdown prop yet on there maybe we can talk to prize picks and get that added we have some nice connections there but the over a half a touchdown does look nice for him if you want to take anything I would take that over the fantasy points he'll remain in play but Latavius Murray is firmly a touchdown or bust candidate now we get to some other guys that I'm actually starting to like here the main one being Mark Andrews Mark Andrews right now has not had the greatest start to his season but he's had a very solid start to the season especially for this price point I don't know how he's $6,600 Mark Andrews is normally at cheapest a $7,000 usually an $8,000 player he's ran 128 routes only one behind Sammy Watkins for the team lead so he's obviously very active he's seen 23 targets he's seen 253 receiving yards on 18 yards per game I mean at this point 
point right now, not even seeing a touchdown, he's already averaging 12 fantasy points per game or somewhere around there. Imagine when the touchdowns start to come and with his 22% target share and right now with his number two in tight end air yards and his red zone usage, the touchdowns will start coming for a team with a 27 implied total. I currently have right now Mark Andrews for 13 and a half fantasy points. Mark Andrews is basically, he's right around a bunch of other guys like Hollywood Brown and Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, but he's right around all those guys for the third outside of the quarterbacks for them being the next highest scoring player on the slate. And he's only 6,600. I have not the same ceiling on Mark Andrews as Hollywood Brown, of course, but I have the exact same projection. I have Mark Andrews for 0.1 more fantasy points and he's almost $5,000 cheaper. Mark Andrews is clearly underpriced tonight. Yes, he makes a solid captain option, not a great captain option, but a solid captain option. Now, Sammy Watkins normally would be an immediate yes for me. Anytime I see a guy who operates as the X wide receiver on their team and he has a team leading 129 routes and he has a 26% target share and 26 targets this year and seven deep targets and he's involved in a lot of spaces and he's averaging over 10 fantasy points per game and he's below $6,000 on a showdown slate, it's normally a clear and obvious yes. So why is he not a yes today? The answer is rookie first round pick Rashad Bateman. And we can break this down now, but Rashad Bateman is expected to return this week. He's been practicing all week long. Now there's a chance, there's a chance if he is not activated off IR by 4 p.m. that Sammy Watkins then will become a yes for me because he will still operate in the same role. But if Rashad Bateman is activated, I expect him to operate in three wide receiver sets, maybe not see full on usage of a 30 routes run, but even if he sees 15, 16 routes run, he's going to be more productive at getting open as an elite route runner compared to Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen coming out of the draft this first round pick. He'll be much more productive at getting open than a James Prochise or a Devin Duvernay when they're on the field, which will take away potential targets from a Sammy Watkins, if not direct snaps from him eventually. So that is the one concern with Watkins tonight. Again, I don't expect it to be overwhelming tonight, but just keep that in mind. Watkins is definitely in play for me. He's strongly in play for me as somebody I have projecting out for double digits. If Rashad Bateman is not activated tonight, then he's a clear yes. There's also another receiver named Miles Boykin who might be activated tonight. Miles Boykin is basically a fucking tight end at this point. I do think James Prochise and Devin Duvernay are better than him. Definitely Devin Duvernay. So even if he is activated, I don't think that I care too much to even play him even at $200. Next up in a nice game script for Naeem Himes, you do get Naeem Himes, who's the most, most versatile back in this backfield. He has a team high amongst the running backs, 73 routes that have led very quietly to 14 catches and 16 targets. He's averaging four targets per game right now. In games when they're trailing by a good amount, he's seen six and eight targets. So expect to see somewhere between like six and eight targets tonight for a nice pass catching script for Naeem Himes. And those targets are highly convertible because they're so close to the line of scrimmage. It's easy to have a high completion percentage on them. He's also seen 18 attempts on the ground. He's had some red zone touches, five red zone touches through four games is decent to see for a backup running back. So Naeem Himes for me does grade out as one of the better plays on the slate. He is a yes for me as I expect him to trail in this game. I expect a Naeem Himes four, five, six reception game. And if you're going to get four, five, six receptions at $5,600, not even factoring in what you're doing after those receptions, because he's a good elusive back and what he can do on the ground with his five carries or so tonight. I expect Naeem Himes to score close to double digits on this type of a slate. I keep that in play pretty strongly. Now, Naeem Himes' teammate, Molka Ali Cox, is just massively overpriced. This is the definition of a touchdown or bust player. And even if he scores a touchdown, even if Mo Ali Cox has two catches, 20 yards and a touchdown tonight, yeah, that's 10 fantasy points. That's probably enough for you, but it's no guarantee. And that's like the only way he gets there because Mo Ali Cox has only ran 63 routes so far through three weeks. This guy is basically running 16 routes a week and he's only seen 10 targets. Expect two to three targets out of Mo Ali Cox. He has currently six catches for 74 yards on the season. And the guy averages six fantasy points per game. And last week is going to skew that because he had last week alone two touchdowns in the game. So yes, if he has a two touchdown game, he'll be firmly in play. But when you don't get the touchdowns at a Mo Ali Cox, you're getting what you got the previous weeks. You're getting a zero week one. You're getting one catch for 18 yards week two. You're getting two catches for 14 yards week three, right? You're not getting much. Now, last week, he actually saw five targets in a game. He saw his highest snap share yet. It went from 42%, 49% to 72%. Instead of seeing 
seeing seven air yards and negative seven air yards. He saw last week 61 air yards. So last week there was a little bit of usage change in his role, right? He started to become this main tight end in this offense. So we have to keep that in mind. Yes, the two touchdowns are going to skew the production. He was the number three tight end in week four with 19.2 fantasy points, but he did see more targets. He saw five targets compared to six combined the previous weeks, and he saw that 72% snap rate. If he sees 72% snaps, you can start to expect five or six targets more often, and then this $5,000 price range is not that bad. So although Mo Ali Cox, for many people at first, if you're if you're just a casual, you say, oh, two touchdowns, I want to play him. If you're somebody who's sharp and you're looking at this, it's this weird, uh, this paradox, where if you're sharp and you're looking at him, you're like, hey, the two touchdowns, that's why you got it. But then if you look even deeper at the snaps, you say, okay, something might be happening here. That all being said, though, he only ran 12 routes run. So he sees his most snaps and least overall routes on the season, but most targets. I don't know. He was blocking more, that means. So right now, Molly Cox at $5,000. Touchdown or bust is what the summary is on that. It's not really the sexiest play, but touchdown or bust. You keep going down here. These guys are hard to like this week. Devin Duvernay is very hard to like this week because of the fact that I expect Rashad Bateman to be active. And even if Rashad Bateman is not active, James Prochise, who had a good camp, bad preseason performances, but a good camp in camp, the games themselves did not get open. But Duvernay, their rookie from last year, he ran one less route, saw one less target last week than James Prochise, who came out of nowhere for this bigger role in the slot. He's only commanding a 10% target share, just 2.8 targets per game. Duvernay at $4,800 is massively overpriced clearly touchdown or bust. And if Bateman is in, I don't even expect Duvernay to run probably more than 10 routes in this game. Ravens defense, the defenses and kickers are in play. Justin Tucker, I'm actually going to say is a yes. Justin Tucker's fucking averaging 12 fantasy points per game. I have Justin Tucker for double digit fantasy points right now. Like Justin Tucker right now, I have him projecting out for a guy who should be somewhere in the $5,000, range. And he's only $4,000 flat. So obviously there's a, there's a floor here for kickers. Like if Tucker could score six here, just hits two nice field goals. Obviously that's a downside, but Tucker firmly in play. This next guy I'm a little bit like worried about, I guess like the Ohio state guy gets two knee injuries or lower body injuries and is out uh, for former Ohio State draft pick in the second round. I love Paris Campbell, but he's not doing anything at all. He's not doing anything at all right now with Mr. Carson Wentz. He's operating as the wide receiver three, only 86 routes. I mean, this guy's running like 21 routes a week so far, and it's only led to eight targets. So you're going to get two targets per game here. That eventually has to come up. I have been very close to taking the over one and a half receptions and over 19 and a half fantasy points for Paris Campbell. Eventually, this is going to have to come up. He was a talented player. I don't know. I haven't watched his tape to be transparent. I don't know if he's just off right now or there's just no connection through a small sample of four games and a run first offense. But this is going to have to change. A versatile player in the slot is going to have to uh, just generate more overall usage, especially when there's no wide receiver three like a Mike Strack in the rookie or an Ashton Doolin threatening him for usage. So Campbell remains in play because he's a wide receiver who is running 20 plus routes a week and we expect him to be this physical gadget guy. He's in the range of the kickers. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship is going to be in play. The Colts defense is in play. So this is now where we're starting to get to the point, okay, where can we find some diamonds in the rough? And I'm just going to be completely transparent with you. There's like maybe two. And one of them would be Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle on here at $2,600. Do I love Jack Doyle? No, not by any means. Has he shown in some of these games to have a connection with Carson Wentz so far? Yeah, he's shown to have some connection with him and he's just cheap. You're playing him because he's $2,600 and Jack Doyle on the season so far has seen a couple of targets. He started the season off nice with four targets and eight targets, but then last week, just two targets and one target. Last week, he gets banged up a little bit in the game and only plays 28% of the snaps, but he's now seen 60, 74%, 54%, and 28% of the snaps. Again, banged up a little bit last week, but over his last two games, only a combined two receptions on three targets. That's your concern with Jack Doyle. Is he a priority play? No, he is not a priority play. If there's a guy somewhere in this range, I want Justin Tucker or Paris Campbell. But if you're trying to find a punt play in the $1,000 or $2,000 range, you only really got three options. You got Jack Doyle, you got Le'Veon Bell, and you got James Prochise. And 
I don't want I really don't, don't really want Le'Veon Bell to be honest with you. Le'Veon Bell last week only had four opportunities. Well, he saw five opportunities. He saw a target. He ran 10 routes. He saw four carries. I would expect now a second week active, another full week, maybe a little bit more usage out of Le'Veon Bell. But they're not expected to trail in this game. You might get six, seven carries out of Le'Veon Bell. He is going to be, yes, very much so touchdown or bust. Does Le'Veon Bell six carries for 20-something yards? Does it go for just 2.4 fantasy points? Or does he find the end zone? For me right now, it's not something that I want to play all that much at at $1,800. If you want to keep him in play, you can. If he's not picking up much ownership, we can. But right now, it's not that appealing. James Proshice will be the cheap play of the day if Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin are ruled out. Now, he saw 18 routes last week. That is not good. He was basically operating tied as the wide receiver three with uh, Devin DuVernay, who ran 17 routes. But he commanded six targets. He caught five balls. He had over 70 yards. He ended up getting a nice little connection with his quarterback, Lamar Jackson. So Proshice, I'm going to put as a no for now because I'm expecting Bateman to be active today. If Bateman, the rookie, is not activated by 4 p.m. today, that means he cannot come off the IR and play. And that means that James Proshice at $1,000 will become an X for me like this instead of a no. And you now get below $1,000, and there's like one name that I'll point out. Patrick Richard is a, is a fullback slash tight end. He has ran 38 routes. He has seen a couple of targets. He's only carried the ball once for two yards. The problem is, even if he sees four targets in this game, which will be an elite game, they're going to be like an average depth of target of 0.1 yards. They're going to be like at the line of scrimmage. He has no burst. He's fucking 300 pounds. Not really interested. Marlon Mack at $600 might make some people excited. Some people might get excited by seeing him there. I'll, I'll say that he's in play at $600, and I'm going to tell you, be transparent right now. I'm not playing him in anything worth a lot of money. He's only played two games this year. He's seen a total of 14 routes run for three targets, and he's seen a total of 15 carries for 38 yards. That's the only reason you got to keep him in play. I don't know last week if they were auditioning him with a season high 22 snaps because he wants a trade. So if you're able to get at $600, six, seven touches out of a player, they at least have to stay in play. And I don't expect it to be much. I would expect six carries for 20 something yards. Maybe if he busts along 135 yards, and if he's not scoring a touchdown, it's going to be hard for him to be in play, but we'll keep him there just because there's nothing else on this slate. Like Devonta Freeman, six snaps last week. No, thank you. Rashad Bateman is firmly in play. If Rashad Bateman this week plays, he is a yes. If he is activated at 4 p.m., if they say he is playing, I expect him to probably run in this game. 50, anywhere from 15 to 25 routes, depending on how active and healthy he is. If that's the case, you can expect somewhere between three and five targets, and he becomes a yes for me. Is he a 100% playing all your lineups? Yes. No, because coming off of injury as a rookie, there's a real chance he only runs 10 routes, and they just try and get his training wheels put on, if you will, in this game, especially as decent-sized favorite. But he is the only thing that we have for extreme value. So maybe an X is a more appropriate rank. I have him for like five and a half fantasy points, so we'll keep him as a yes. Eric Tomlinson, maybe a pass, uh, mainly a run blocker. No, thank you. Oliver had a nice preseason, but not doing much on 24 routes only this week, this year. Miles Boykin might be activated tonight, but honestly, no, thank you. Kyle Granson, these are all guys that aren't really playing much. Granson has seen 27 routes as a rookie tight end. Not much. Jordan Wilkins, only one snap on the season was last week. No touches. No thank you. The rookie, Mike Stracken, had a decent preseason. Seventh round draft pick, the first pick of the seventh round, actually. He is somebody who's only ran 36 routes this year. He's seen three targets. Expect him to catch maybe one ball in this game for like 15 yards. That's about it. And Ashton Doolin, no thank you. So there you go. This is a slate where there's not a lot of overall value. You're looking at Jack Doyle, who has literally had one catch in each of the last two weeks as a potential value. You are fingers crossed praying right now to whoever you pray to pray to yourself if you need to that Rashad Bateman is activated and going to see a healthy role tonight so you get that $200 because this is a slate where we likely want to play $12,600 Lamar Jackson maybe even in the captain spot but right now we don't have much value to do that outside of the kickers outside of the defense you got Jack Doyle for one reception over each of the past two weeks. And then other than that, I'm looking at it right now. You start to find yourself pretty quickly into the five K range of Naeem Himes and Sammy Watkins for any other like stable mid range or even lower range value. 
So that's where we're at. Thank you for tuning in. Those are some of the props. I will let you know about Superdraft if you don't already know. If you're putting any money in play today, just looking out for your bankroll here, you should consider putting your first dollars into Superdraft because the contest last night, Sunday night football contest, a big matchup, right? It's highly marketed by the NFL, only fills at about 70%. Now, what does that mean? It means that these contests that have $8,000, $2,000 to first, all this money to first place are not filling, meaning that if you enter one lineup, you beat 30% of the field right away because they don't have the marketing budget to fill these contests. They can't get the awareness out about these contests. They got this jabroni right here talking about these contests right? Compared to DraftKings and FanDuel that are filling them with their billions of dollars in marketing budgets. So this contest, the $8,000 one is $20 to enter. You get a free, a free $20 if you use the code SAL when you sign up. Superdraft.io, you use your sign up, have a promo code. It says it's small on the front screen. Yes, SAL, bang, here's a $20 credit upon your first deposit. So you can check that out linked down below. That is going to be your best spot. If you have $20 to play tonight, $50, $10, put it in on Superdraft. That is your first spot you can go to. Why would you play on DraftKings when you have to compete with, let's just say it's a thousand person contest. You have to compete with a thousand people where the top 200 get paid. Whereas on Superdraft, you compete with 700 people where the top 200 get paid. The same amount get paid. The same amount is put in. It's just because the contest isn't filling. It's a guaranteed prize pool. The site has to pay. So check it out. $20 for free using the code Sal. Thank you for tuning in today. I'll see you all at 6 p.m. Eastern time for the live stream for this Monday Night Football Million Dollar Maker. Somebody might become a millionaire tonight. Slate. See y'all in the next one. Peace out, gang. Take care. Brush your hair.